Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 168 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And today, we're going to talk about what to do when it feels like life is moving at light speed and you feel like you just can't keep up. It's so frustrating, right? You have big plans, you want to reach your goals, you want to do more, and you want to enjoy every season, every moment of life. You've said yes to a lot and your calendar is filled to the brim. It feels like everything is at odds with each other. You want to spend more time with your family, but you feel like you can't because you've got all these amazing plans with your work and you want to do them all. Then on the weekends, you're go, go, go because the kids have sports and you have birthday parties and date nights and brunch with friends and events, and there's just so much happening. And all the while, your to-do list isn't getting any smaller. It just feels like everything in life is moving a mile a minute. I've totally been there, y'all. Between having two young kids at home, running a business, being a wife, a friend, a daughter, potty training a new puppy, and just trying to get some sleep, I am right there with you. And that's why in today's episode, I wanted to take a breath to talk about how to slow down when life moves too fast. Because you can't keep going at this pace, my friend. We are not Energizer Bunnies. And because I know you're trying to make the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. So no worries, I've got you covered. You can find all the details and lessons learned from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 168. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. There are so many ways to get more done and be more productive, right? In fact, you could probably pop over to Instagram or TikTok right now and find another productivity hack or easy time management tip if you scroll long enough. And these tips and tricks aren't bad. They can actually do you a lot of good, especially if you're in a pinch. But sometimes what you need isn't to be more productive. It's to slow down. I've talked a lot about the importance of rest on this show. And if you want to check out my latest episode on it, I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. But rest is truly one of the best ways to be more productive. You know that old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup? That applies here too. If your batteries aren't charged, you won't be able to get much, if anything, done. But there's another side to the whole rest thing, and it involves slowing down. I know, I know, this might sound a little uncomfortable, and you may be thinking, slow down, Anna, you don't understand. I have so much to do. Trust me, 
I've been in your shoes. There was this one time when I was a crisis communications account manager at a PR firm, and it seemed like every single one of my clients was in crisis mode for a straight month. In the middle of all that, my boss gave me the amazing opportunity to lead a strategic planning session for a major company at their headquarters in Georgia. At the same time, I was serving on the board of a local nonprofit, I was involved in a women's Bible study group, and every weekend was another bridal shower, baby shower, or birthday party. Now, at the time, I wasn't married yet, and I didn't have kids, and I can't even imagine how I would have survived while trying to take care of anyone else besides myself, because let's be honest, I was barely taking care of myself. In order to make it from one thing to the next, I had to carefully choreograph every minute of my days to hit deadlines and make it to meetings on time. Needless to say, at the end of this marathon, I was exhausted. Keeping up with this pace clearly wasn't working for me, and I put in my notice a few months later. And let me ask you this, is running around all the time working for you? Do you really, truly feel like you can get everything done and be present in every aspect of your life, all without feeling completely overwhelmed? And if it did, you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode. But I don't want to leave you high and dry by giving you an uncomfortable truth and then just not give you something actionable to do about it. So we're going to dive into some of the ways you can actively practice slowing down. Whether that's in your personal life or in your workday, these tips will help you slow your pace and keep it steady and sustainable without sacrificing what matters most. All right, number one, do a mind sweep. Whenever I feel like there's too much on my plate and my head is swimming, I make a beeline for a blank sheet of paper. Doing a mind sweep is simple. All you have to do is get a pen and paper and write down everything that's on your mind every concern, every to-do, just get it out of your head and onto paper. It can be especially helpful when everything feels like a swirling tornado. If you want help with your mind sweep, you can find one of my most popular episodes of all time on this, way back in episode 90, and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. Back when I was in the early days of juggling both my coaching business and my full-time role with Clockwise, I started every morning with a mind sweep. Instead of jumping into my to-do list, my Slack messages, or my email inbox, I spent about five minutes clearing my head in the pages of a journal. Even when I was staring down the barrel of back-to-back -back meetings, deadlines, and projects, I was able to step into each day feeling so much calmer after my morning mind sweep. And although I personally have more extroverted tendencies, if you tend to be more introverted, regular mind sweeps are incredibly important. Because introverts tend to process internally, taking time to write out what's in your head can help you make connections and see opportunities that you might not have otherwise considered if you held them in. So if you feel like the world is moving around you at hyperspeed, stop and do a mind sweep. Number two, do a calendar sweep. Yes, from mind sweep to calendar sweep. When you feel like your head is spinning and you've got a lot of places to be, it's a good move to head to your calendar and really examine where your time is going. The thing is, even when we're being careful about how we're spending our time, suddenly we might look up and realize that our calendar is 
filled with meetings and obligations that we just don't need anymore. Maybe a meeting was useful at some point, but it ran its course. Maybe a meeting that's an hour could be just as effective for 45 or even 30 minutes. Or maybe there are a few meetings on your calendar that really could just be an email instead. There are actually five different types of meetings, and even non-work or personal commitments can fall into one of these categories. Listen up and see if you can match any of your meetings with one of these five types. First, there are meetings you absolutely must attend because they're mission critical. You have to attend these and you don't have any control over when they are or how long they are. These are things like all staff meetings or board meetings. There's not much you can do about them. You just have to show up. Second, meetings you must attend in order to do your job. And these can't be delegated or outsourced to anyone either. So this could look like a meeting with a team that you lead or individual one-on-one meetings with those you supervise or project-specific meetings. Now, in some cases, you have some control about when these meetings take place and how long they are, and you could potentially move these meetings to a more convenient time if you had to, but for the most part, these meetings need to have a place on your calendar. So the third type are meetings that someone needs to attend, but it doesn't necessarily need to be you. So maybe you could train someone on your team to start attending this meeting for you so you can take it off of your calendar and get your time back. Now, I know it can be hard to delegate, but sometimes it's much more valuable to put in the work to train someone so you can get your time back. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, In all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, 
on with the show. Fourth, these are meetings that are nice to have, but they're not necessary. For these, see if you can space out the frequency of the meeting, like moving it to every other week instead of weekly, or shorten the length of the meeting, like shifting from an hour-long meeting to just 30 minutes. And finally, the fifth type, these are meetings that you just don't need to attend. They don't have any real impact on your role or responsibilities. Maybe you started going to this meeting because there was a project or something that impacted you, and then you just continued to attend just in case. If you can cancel these or stop going, you'll get your time back. When life feels like it's moving at warp speed and you're running from meeting to meeting or you're getting Zoom room whiplash, doing a calendar sweep and identifying what types of meetings are on your calendar can help you free up some of your precious time. All right, tip number three for slowing down when life is moving at hyperspeed is to focus on one thing at a time. Now, most of us aren't that great at multitasking. I know I'm not. Seriously, research says that only 2.5% of people can multitask efficiently. 2.5%, y'all. I love you and I think you're amazing, but you're probably just like the other 97.5% of people who can't multitask. And that's okay. Bouncing back and forth between tasks, especially when each of those tasks require our full attention, it just isn't very productive. And when you feel like you're going all day but never really getting anything done, it only amplifies the stress you already feel. So if you're in a busy season trying to get everything done, focusing on just one thing at a time can actually be more productive. And it certainly helps alleviate some of that chaos swirling around in your head. So there's this saying from the Navy SEALs that goes like this, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Okay, let me, let me say that one, one more time for you. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Basically, it means that going slow and being deliberate helps you be more accurate with what you're doing. And that means fewer mistakes. Moving too fast just means more mistakes, which can make whatever you're doing take even longer. Trust me, I know how hard it is to slow down and be deliberate. So there is a post-it note on my computer that reminds me, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So maybe slowing down for you looks like complete and total silence as you work. I also did an episode a few weeks ago about the importance of silence for focus, so I'll be sure to link that one in the show notes for you. So maybe that means going into your office, shutting the door, and locking it so you don't have any unprompted interruptions. Or maybe just go put your phone in a drawer so you aren't tempted to check it. There are so many ways to do this, but remember, you can only do so much effectively at a time and trying to work at breakneck speeds isn't going to do you any favors. Focusing on one thing at a time also works when you zoom out and think about how you're spending your time each month, each quarter, or for the full year. A lot of times, especially at the beginning of a new year, we feel so inspired to make big changes and take huge leaps in our careers or in our businesses. So we pile more and more on our plates. We want to be successful and reach the next milestone quicker, faster. But along the way, we start making mistakes because we're trying to do too much too fast. 
think about it like building a house. When home builders work too quickly and cut corners, you end up with leaky roofs, moldy basements, and cracked foundations. Anything well-made and well-built with a strong foundation takes time. And it takes being deliberate. Even though you may not be able to strip away all your commitments down to just one thing, limiting what you're doing will get you farther, faster in the end. All right, number four, make time to decompress. Something I've learned as a business owner is that there will always be more work at the end of the day, no matter how productive you are. The to-do list never ends. There will always be something to do. I always think about that episode of I Love Lucy when Lucy and Ethel are working at a chocolate factory and they're wrapping chocolates on a conveyor belt. So first, the conveyor belt is moving slow enough for them to wrap the chocolate and keep it moving. But then the conveyor belt cranks up to full speed and chocolate ends up everywhere, on the floor, in their mouths, down their dresses. And that's what our to-do lists feel like. But the difference is we have the power to decide what enough looks like each day, which is always going to be different depending on what's on our plate, how we feel, what we're capable of, and more. Once we decide our enough and we're real with ourselves about what's actually possible based on the amount of time we have, we can hit our enough and walk away from the conveyor belt. Making time to decompress means not allowing work to become the priority for every single moment of your life. When the workday is done, do your shutdown routine and log off. Go cook a meal and sit down to eat with your family. Go watch a movie on Friday night in your cozy PJs with your kids. Put your phone and your laptop on Do Not Disturb and leave it in the other room. Let yourself be fully present in the moment. It's so important to create moments to decompress, especially at the end of a working day. And it's true, finding time to relax can feel impossible. Usually at the end of a busy day, there's no magic window of time that's left over. That's why you've gotta be proactive and make the time to recharge your batteries instead of just leaving it to chance. One way that I plan for recharge is by keeping my Fridays as free as possible. I don't schedule meetings on Fridays unless it's absolutely necessary. And there's a Friday morning yoga class that I attend that I treat with the same respect as a doctor's appointment. I know that decompressing from the week with that class helps me finish strong and head into the weekend feeling accomplished and relaxed. All right, number five, go for a quiet walk. This is another thing I love doing because exercise is so helpful for moving stress out of our bodies, but coupling that exercise with fresh air can work wonders. If you decide to go on a walk to decompress, don't take your headphones. Seriously, enjoy the quiet and the views. I know this advice to go on a walk without listening to a podcast is coming from a podcast host, but trust me on this. A quiet walk can actually increase your ability to focus whenever you sit back down to get to work and maybe take a notebook with you on your walk because chances are you will drum up some amazing ideas without even trying. Cal Newport, author of Deep Work and Digital Minimalism, has written about the power of the outdoor office and the way that nature can fill your senses without demanding your attention. 
Turns out walking in nature can behave like a performance enhancing drug for deep work. Anytime he, Cal Newport, needs to work through problems with deep thinking, he heads to the woods. Now you don't have to embark on a full on nature hike to reap the same benefits. You'll find that just a five minute walk outside can act as sort of a reset button. And when you're done, you'll be able to come back to the drawing board fully rested and refreshed. (laughs) All right, number six, let that person merge. You're not in a rush. When we're rushing, we're not exactly at our kindest and most compassionate. That person taking their time ordering four hot triple venti non-fat no-foam two equal lattes at Starbucks? Annoying. Your kids trying to get themselves dressed when you're already running late? Your two-year-old insisting on buckling herself into the car seat? So frustrating. And that person trying to merge on the highway who doesn't seem to understand how merging works? Absolutely infuriating. The whole concept here, take a deep breath, slow down, and let the other person in the lane. Bless their heart. Let that person order their fancy drink. Let your kid put their pants on their head. The two minutes you spend waiting for this to happen can either be a calm experience or it can set a bad tone for your whole day. The choice is yours. So just let the other person in your lane. You're not in a rush. Okay, I know this was a lot. We jam-packed a lot of good stuff into this episode, so let's recap. If you want to manage some of that overwhelm and slow things down a bit, you can first do a mind sweep to get all of your ideas out of your head and onto paper. Things will feel less chaotic this way. You can do a calendar sweep to clear off any meetings or obligations that you don't need to be present for anymore. You can focus on one thing at a time. Like the Navy SEALs say, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. You can make time to decompress and allow yourself to be fully present when you do. You can go on a quiet walk. Some of our best ideas and breakthrough moments can come from a few moments in nature. And finally, let the other person in your lane. You are not in a rush. Be kind and let life happen around you. You'll get to where you need to go. I promise. All right, friends, that's all we have time for today. But before we go, remember all the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 168. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.